Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. 321 Biz Dev is a business development company and sales industry think tank, and 321 is the only company with sales systems for white collar professionals who did not have access to affordable sales and business development training in college or through certification programs. With over 20 years of experience in sales, including six years in corporate America at a Fortune 500 company in LA, 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. We support attorneys, CPAs, insurance brokers, dentists, real estate brokers, cosmetic surgeons, and real estate investors. In addition, 321 features the most talented business professionals on our podcast from North America and from around the world. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. Our website is 321bizdev.com, powered by sitemarket.com. And we can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, this evening, from California and from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we're excited to, to uh, um, interview Kayshawn Singletary. And uh, Kayshawn is a realtor, a success coach, and a Pennsylvania State-approved real estate instructor. So now it's my pleasure to welcome to the new and improved 321 Biz Development Podcast. Good evening, Kayshawn. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Rick, and thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm doing great. All right, fantastic, fantastic. See, uh, Kayshawn, I have some questions to ask you, and I'm so excited that you mm -hmm. accepted our invitation to be on the podcast. My first question is, can you tell our listening audience about yourself, where you, where you were born, where you were raised, your background, uh, education, and some past occupations? Sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, for Keishawn Singletary, he's just a regular guy from the Philadelphia area, really hardworking guy. You know, I, I'm, I'm a, I am a military vet, uh, as well as I've, I've had an opportunity to be a sales manager in corporate America uh, as well, where I've gotten a lot of sales and marketing training and have uh, taken that same information and learned how to apply it uh, on my own uh, as well. But uh, uh, for me, you know, just a regular guy that just loves working hard and, and seeing the results of hard work. Well, fantastic. I didn't know you were a military veteran. What what branch did you serve in? Oh, yeah. U.S. Army. Go Army. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm go. Uh, what's, what's our phrase? Uh, uh, fly high. Aim high. Air Force. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, thanks for your service, and I, I'm I come from a family of military veterans myself. So yeah, wow, again, wow. that's that's uh, that's awesome. So what led you to pursue a career in real estate? Well, Rick, you know, growing up, I I, I grew up from the uh, in the West Philadelphia area, and I spent a lot of time. Uh, my parents uh, were also entrepreneurs as well, and and uh, they they we went from living in West Philadelphia to crossing over the bridge a little east from us and uh, lived in South Jersey for some time as well. And it actually gave me an opportunity to see the differences in terms of housing from more or less what you would call the hood to uh, suburban area. And I was always fascinated uh, as a kid seeing uh, the way people lived. And 
it just was mind-boggling to me how uh, where we were originally from how everybody else did not live like that so it was always a pain point for me and i always knew that i would get involved in real estate at some point uh, because uh, where I actually uh, started out in West Philadelphia, just a block away from me, uh, there was a, a block, uh, I think it was maybe two or three homes that actually uh, stood standing on the block where the rest were uh, either torn down or on, on, uh, on about to be torn down uh, over time. And, and that just didn't sit well with me. And I always knew from a kid that I said, you know, one day I'm going to own some of these houses. And uh, that, that, that has always led me to be inquiring about the, the industry of real estate and so much so that I got involved in sales and, and also investing as well. All right, excellent. So I, I know we had a pre-podcast interview, uh, Kayshawn, and you mentioned that you are also a Pennsylvania state-approved real estate instructor. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So that, and that's one of my one of my passions and Actually, gifting is, is the ability to teach. Uh, so I, every opportunity that I get to teach, I really take take up on that. And so it is with real estate. I have the opportunity to uh, get new licensees uh, prepared for uh, a career in real estate sales. And also those that are already in real estate, I uh, get an opportunity to teach them through continued education classes. Uh, and, that, and that, you know, I love helping people sharpen the axe. I love seeing uh, the light bulb moments happen as I'm, I'm dealing and interacting with my students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. That's that's great to be teaching people when they're getting started because, uh, as I may have told you, I was a realtor before and I'm getting back in the business here soon. So I know that that's a that's a pretty uh, it can be quite a a hurdle for people who are starting out and getting their license. So. As a realtor, and I don't have too many specific realtor questions for you because you have such a broad uh, background and, and success and, and being an entrepreneur, but please let our listeners know that if you've ever had a tough deal that you had to work, what was that about and how did you help your customer? Yeah, well, I think with, one of the good things with real estate is every transaction as far as the 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 structure of transactions are the same, uh, but every transaction brings its own level of intricacies with it, depending on the client that you're dealing with. Everybody has, uh, you know, different financial situations, different abilities, and uh, different things that, that happen from one transaction to the next. So, pretty much in all of my uh, transactions, uh, there's always been something that I've had to help with. I give an example. Uh, I've had a, a client uh, about two two months ago where. Uh, this client was uh, not physically able to, to do too much, uh, but the lady didn't have any family or didn't have any any uh, uh, other uh, people around, nor the financial resources to uh, move properly in terms of her furniture and things of that nature. So I've had, and that's just one example out of many, but I uh, actually had to help this lady move uh, with her furniture and and, uh, you know, sometimes you, you have to go above and beyond. And I know, and as I talk to my colleagues throughout the industry, uh, some really told the line with what they do and don't do. But at the end of the day, I, I think uh, the realtor's job, uh, for the most part, is to be the project manager. And sometimes you, you, you're not able to pay people to do things, or, or your client's not able to pay people to do things, rather. Uh, but you still need to get the deal done. And I wasn't going to let a deal not get done uh, because I didn't want to 
use my arms and help lift some stuff. Uh, so, you know, there's different things uh, that happen like that. And, you know, I've had to conduct cleanouts. I've had to uh, actually counsel people and, and get them uh, to not be so emotionally tied to transactions. You know, sometimes people are moving and they're not always moving for good reasons. Uh, sometimes it's, it's one of the, what we call the three Ds, which is death, uh, destruction, or, or some type of other uh, demise that might happen in their life. And, you know, that, unfortunately, that's the reason why some people are moving. And I think that the realtor needs to be empathetic and uh, in that situation and figure out how uh, the best way to help that person. Yeah, absolutely. I feel you on that, man, because that's uh, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And and those people appreciate that when you when they see you go to, go the extra mile to help them. And they may they may have had no other person to call on, and it sounds like that was a case with your transaction. So, yeah, so definitely, I know she appreciated that. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you think is the role realtors play in helping buyers and sellers navigate through that real real estate process? Because I remember when I when I uh, got out of the military, I was a um, had my two fourteen, and I was ready to buy a house. And I just didn't know where to start and everything was new. I, I was going to say that everything seemed new, but Kayshawn, it was new. So how do you help people navigate through that, through the, if they're buying for the first time or all of a sudden they have to sell? Yeah, absolutely. So I, one of the things that I think I alluded to earlier is, you know, the, the realtor should be the project manager. And what that means is the, the project manager should look at the whole process from a to Z and figure out what needs to happen. And one of the things as far as being a project manager, you're a manager of the emotions. And what I mean by that is the, the real estate, especially when you've had a property that you might have to part ways with, that can be an emotional, that can be an emotional uh, uh, decision that, that you have to make, or it may tie up your emotions uh, rather. Buying a home for most people is something that that's their most expensive transaction that, that they'll do in their life for most people. So this, this is not something to be taken lightly. So a realtor is supposed to be there to help manage the emotions, to be a client advocate. Um, you know, we have a word that we, we float around called fiduciary, and, and all that simply means is a, a realtor's job is to make sure that they have their client's best interests at heart at all times. Whatever, whatever that means to have their best interests at heart, it means not doing things uh, for your own interest. And I give you an example of that. You know, there's some some out there that uh, that may entertain with a, a client that is selling a property. They may entertain certain offers and may not entertain certain offers. But the realtor's job is to present all offers uh, to the sellers. Now, the realtor may be looking over the offers and they may say, hey, this deal won't net me a certain amount of money. It, anytime the realtor looks at the situation that way, they are not being a fiduciary for their client. They're now acting in their own best interest. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much um, I'm going to clear in, in, in a real estate commission check. It doesn't matter uh, how much time I really have to to deal in, in doing the project, whether it be 30 days, 60 days, or whether it takes six months to a year to get the transaction closed. That's not what we should be focusing on. What we should be focusing on is how do I get this done for my client? What does my client need? And, and that, that attitude is what really needs to be, continue to be brought to the real estate industry as a whole. It's not about us, it's about the client. Exactly. 
And I can imagine, uh, uh, Kayshawn, if the if the buyer or seller or that uh, that transaction that you were serving as a fiduciary, I can imagine if they found out that they could have gotten a better deal if they were buying or they could have got a higher price if they were selling. But because you were acting in your best interest, your best interest as a realtor, you didn't have you didn't you know select the one that could have benefited them the most i could imagine if they found out about that after the fact you know after the deal is done that would be sad absolutely so i want to go back to that that real estate instructor class because not many realtors do that what was the your primary motivation to say you know what i want to be an instructor in addition to working as a realtor helping you know buyers and sellers yeah, well, you know, it's twofold because as an instructor and as a success coach, you know, I've had an opportunity, like I said, I worked in corporate America uh, as a sales manager. And uh, when I originally got into real estate, I was doing dual things. So I was I was actually still the corporate uh, America sales manager and a realtor as well. And what I found out, Rick, was there is a lot of good training that happens throughout the course of a week at many of the major brokerages. But the only problem with a lot of that good training is that it happens from nine to five, Monday through Friday. And most of the realtor force, you know, how quiet is kept, most of the realtors that are out there are realtors that are uh, out there on a part-time basis, meaning they have some type of full-time job or something else that they do uh, throughout the course of the week. So there's a lot of realtors out there that don't have access to proper training. They don't have access and, and they're just piecemealing everything that they can find on YouTube. And we all know that that can get you in trouble. So, <laughs> and really, sure. yeah, and, and, yeah. So it, I really, I really had a, uh, a real burning desire to help the part-time agent. And then I discovered that majority of the agents out there are part-time agents. Um, they're just not able to access uh, a lot of the training. So, you know, that's pretty much what led me into the instructing, uh, being an instructor and being a uh, success coach, because that, that's, like I said, that's my gifting to teach. Um, and being a success coach, you know, I think that, like I said, there's a lot of good information out there, but I'm just trying to do my part as far as getting that information out there to those that aren't able to access it during uh, normal business hours. Yeah, you, you hit on a good point, and I, and I never really, I, and I know a lot of agents are part-time, but you hit on a point that I've never really thought too much about, that where do part-time real estate agents get their training? And you mentioned YouTube, and I, I can I can see agents. Well, how do I do this? What's the best way to handle this situation? So they go to YouTube, and you're right. That's sure. probably not the best way. Yeah, they can probably piece meal their their way through something, and it may not even turn out right. But they, at least they have a working knowledge of it. But you hit on a good point of helping the full time worker, part time real estate agent become successful. That's so that's uh, that's right on. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, we hear the turnover rate in, in real, for realtors is extremely high. I mean, the average the average lifespan of a realtor is two to three years. If you're, you're really lucky if you get past three years in the real estate industry. And a lot of times what, what happens with that is uh, many realtors come into uh, doing real estate with a little bit of money. And they have a little bit of money to burn on all sorts of marketing things. So it, it takes them a little while to burn through all of their marketing money, uh, usually, and they try this and they try that, and before you know it, two or three years has elapsed, and then they say, you know what, I give up. 
And so, or maybe they've done one or two transactions in a year, but that doesn't help you recoup the cost uh, that you put out there through marketing. And then as soon as you, as soon as you sign the dotted line with any brokerage, uh, somehow, some way, it seems like your information gets out there to everybody else except the clients that you're looking for. So you're sold every package under the sun, you're sold every software under the sun, you're sold every uh, lead offering under the sun. And uh, that can add up and you can still, uh, you can spend a lot of money doing that and still get nowhere. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you also mentioned that, um, and I'm, I'm not sure if the success coach part comes in with the uh, Pennsylvania state approved uh, real estate instructor part, but if it, if it does or doesn't, please talk about how you help people as a success coach. And I think that was probably the number one thing that, that caught my attention when I found you online on Instagram, when you put success coach, I was like, whoa, let's call this guy and see what he's doing, how he's helping people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, the Pennsylvania Real Estate um, uh, License Instructor, that just gives me the ability to legally teach classes that uh, allow people to go from being a consumer to uh, actually uh, taking their pre-licensing classes and taking the state test and national test to become a licensed real estate agent. It also gives me an ability to legally offer continued education classes in the state, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That's one part. But the success coach part, that is uh, universal. That, that, that goes anywhere. Because what I really deal with, with the success coaching part, uh, I, I believe there's two things that really need to happen. You know, once you get your real estate license, you now know how to practice real estate law. However, what you're not taught through pre-licensing classes and even a lot of continued education classes is the actual sales part. And that's the part that when, you know, when I first got into uh, real estate, I was all happy. I got my license. I signed up with a major brokerage and, you know, I was like, man, it's, it's about to be on. I'm going to be making tons of money and tens of thousands of dollars a month. And then I figured out that what I had learned, what I had spent the last six to eight weeks learning was just the beginning. That was just to keep things legal. Uh, but what I didn't know is that I needed to learn sales and marketing. So what I what I help people do with the success coach part is is really tap into two parts. And the first part I believe uh, was sales and marketing. And this is all sales and marketing, not just real estate. But I believe the first part of it is mindset. If you don't have your mind right, um, you're not going to get very far because the the game of sales and marketing it's a contact sport. And with any contact sport, you're going to encounter a lot of competition. You're going to encounter a lot of rejection. Uh, and you got to know how to deal with that. you got to know how to be able to say next um, at all times. Everybody's not going to say yes. In fact, most people are not going to say yes. Uh, but you got to know how to, to get past that and keep your, your pipeline full, if you will. And mindset is the first part of that. The other part of that is strategy. So what I really do is take mindset and strategy and the strategy that I help people sit down and form is based on what are your gifts? What are your specialities? What everybody has a gift. Everybody has uh, something that they like to do. So what I really try to do uh, with, with a lot of my uh, coaching students is I sit down with them and I map out based on their skill set, how they can go about and sell and, and have the right mindset in sales. Because at the end of the day, there's not there's not just one way to do sales. Sales is basically about you and your personality and how you're able, you're really selling yourself at the end of the day. Uh, so the mindset and the strategy uh, uh, is, is in two parts. 
uh, that I really focus in on. And what that does is with the students, it helps them get quick wins. I'm really into quick wins because you can go, it's much easier to go from one win to the next win to the next win. Uh, and, and sometimes those wins may be small. Sometimes those wins may be minute. But the, the, the point is to focus in on them so that you can continue to, to build your mindset to the point where you're confident enough and competent enough to continue to go uh, down this sales journey because it really is a journey. Yeah, absolutely. So you can become a winner. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now, um, earlier today, I saw that you were out with your son uh, distributing like a flyer and, and you had to move out of the way because a car was was pulling into a parking spot. Can you tell our listeners what you were doing with your son? And like what, yeah. what was your, your marketing promotion? Yeah, so that was uh, what it was. I was uh, marketing. I was doing the offline marketing for a, a um, real estate summit that we were having. It was an actual online real estate summit. It was a three-day real estate summit that we were having. And that, that was actually with my daughter, um, by the way. But it was an actual three-day uh, real estate summit uh, that, that I was promoting. And I had an online strategy and an offline strategy as well. And I believe it was Grant Cardone who said that, um, you know, the only problem we have in, in, for most of us in sales is that not enough people know us. So I'm a firm believer of not just sitting back behind a computer screen. And, and that stuff is important too. There's, it is important. You know, we are in the age of internet and social media and all of that. And you do need to have a presence there. But you can't stop there. Because at the end of the day, you're dealing with real people that are giving real money. Uh, so you want to get out and meet them. So every effort that I, that I can make to get out and meet people, uh, sometimes it's just as simple as handing a flyer out. Um, again, everybody's not going to be receptive to that, but some people are, uh, and it only takes one. So, uh, yeah, I, I was practicing at that with the, uh, the post that you're talking about. Uh, we were hitting up Walmart and getting flyers out on, on vehicles, and it actually was a very effective strategy because it led to some real good and fruitful conversations with people that we had met out there, um, as well as it, it did help drive attendance uh, with the, uh, the three-day real estate summit that we were having as well mm -hmm. and it's amazing uh, I was to add to what you said it's amazing that once you, you're out and you're out and about and you're connecting with people a lot, people tend to be a lot more friendlier than we first think they will be when we're sitting back in our cubicles or, or in the office we think that you know the people outside outside of the big bad wolf and they will never say hello sure. to us once we get out there we find out mm -hmm. that a lot of people are just generally nice once, once yep. you approach yep. approach them professionally. So I got two more questions for you. The, the one is back to uh, like a, a Philadelphia housing market, and what are your thoughts about the Philadelphia housing market, and what should uh, our listeners know about buying and selling in Metro Philly? Well, I would tell you the truth. Uh, Philadelphia is is a hot area right now. In fact, USA Today. Um, had, had just released a report about a week or so ago that Philadelphia was the 13th most affordable uh, place to live in the U United States. Um, you know, we're, we're in a really good spot here because we have, we're right at, located right in the middle uh, in between New York City and in between uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, Philly's located right in the middle of, of those two great cities. And I don't know if you know anything about uh, housing, housing pricing in, in D.C. area or New York area. But it, it can be very pricey. So we have a lot of people and I have a lot of uh, clients that I deal with that actually work 
still to this day in New York City and in Washington mm-hmm. D.C. and they, they actually commute they catch the train every day, two to three hour uh, train ride every day because uh, it just makes that much sense um, financially. Uh, and you know our medium sales prices are about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in, in Philadelphia. So you can do a lot uh, in Philadelphia. And in Philadelphia, we we got we're always building. Uh, we're always uh, moving forward uh, with uh, what we're doing uh, in the city. So it's a great area. It's a great time to be in this area. I, I, I tell you, for investors that are out there, it's a great place to invest in because uh, uh, we're just we're growing. We're growing by leaps and bounds. Well, I tell you what, man. I hope my San Francisco listeners heard that the median price is one hundred and fifty thousand in in Philadelphia area. And uh, there's people just—I mean, there are people in California living five, six, seven, eight people in a in a house, running it, trying to, you know, trying to find a place to uh, a place to, to stay as far as housing. So I, I, I'm gonna definitely be to promote that 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 metro price out there in Philly is 150,000. So my last question that I have is that, you know, you you draw your your um, emotion, you draw your your excitement. I can tell from a lot of different places, but please tell our listening audience about your hobbies, including your strong attachment to positive thinking, entrepreneurship, and empowerment. Yeah, well, it all boils down to this for me, and I know some people won't won't be able to jive with this, but Rick, it all boils down to, to my, my faith. Um, I don't really have any hobbies, but um, as far as my entertainment goes, as far as my, my uh strong attachment to positive thinking, uh, my strong attachment to encouraging others and teaching others. It all boils down to me and, and, and my faith in God. Uh, you know, I believe all of this is possible. I believe there's no such thing as coincidences. I believe that even this moment right now that you and I are conversing, those that are listening to this podcast or will listen to this podcast in the future, none of it's by accident. None of it's by mistake. I believe that all of that is divinely ordered. Uh, and the reality of it is Man, it's just a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to be able to help people. It's a blessing to be able to, uh, you know, receive abundance through through work and, and effort. And you know, you reap your your rewards with that. And you know, just being able to teach my my children how to go out and, and make it happen. Being able to to do things for my wife. You know, all of that is a blessing. But at the end of the day, none of it's possible without God. I strongly believe that, and I'm a firm believer of that. Um, you know, like I said, that I know it's not for everybody, but it's definitely for me. And if you want to ever talk about any of that, um, you know, you definitely can hit me up. I love to talk all night long about the goodness of God and how God's been great in my life. And, you know, I'm like, I'm a firm believer that he's no respect of person. The things he's done for me and my family is, is definitely uh, what he's able and willing to do for others. Good words. Good words, my brother. Well, Kayshawn, you've been a uh, gracious guest on the 321 Business Development Podcast. Do you have any final comments? And can you tell our audience how to best contact you and, you know, contact you when, you, when they have a real estate question, if they want to buy or sell, if they need to uh, register for the pre-licensing, you know, course, or, or if they're looking for a success coach, what is the best way for them to reach you? Sure. So there's a couple ways you can reach me. You can go directly to my, my calendar, uh, which I, I have a URL for you. It's rebrand, R-E-B-R-A-N-D dot L-Y slash part-timers club. I'll say it again, R-E-B-R-A-N-D dot L-Y forward slash part-timers 
club. And what that'll do is that'll take you to a calendar where you can actually uh, book a 15-minute, no obligation, completely free um, consultation with myself. And we just have what I call a discovery call, see where you are and uh, see if real estate's a good fit for you or not. Real estate sales is not for everyone. Um, I, I'd be real upfront with that uh, with people because, like I said, the average turnaround time is two to three uh, years, and you don't want anybody to waste their time. But yeah, we can get together and, and through uh, through a, uh, a, a Skype or a uh, Zoom meeting and uh, have a 15 minute phone conversation, or you can just email me at singletary at gmail com, or you can look me up on Instagram. Uh, you can either look me up through singletary or First Level part-timers club and uh, you can instant message me and I will get back to you uh, either way all righty well like I said you've been a great guest and I want to thank you for uh, doing this podcast I know it's uh, uh, after 9 p.m. On, on the east coast in Philadelphia so again thanks for being a guest and you're welcome back anytime that's right you're welcome thank back you. anytime thank you all right. for having me it was my pleasure all right, thank you. Hey, you have listened to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. 321 Biz Dev LLC is a business development and sales industry think tank. Uh, 321 is the only company with sales systems for white collar professionals who did not have access to affordable sales and business development training in college or through certification programs. Our website is 321bizdev.com, powered by sitemarket.com, and we can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make it a great day.